0: And this week, we're bringing you some more listener picks. We are. We have so many. I know. And keep them coming, you guys. You send us some amazing cases, and we really, really appreciate it. Some that I don't think we ever would stumble across without the help of all of our listeners. So keep them coming. We love it. And we get really nice emails. Mm -hmm. And we just got one today. We did. That was super nice. Yeah. So that's lovely. We, it makes us smile. We read every single one of them and we respond. So yeah, feel free guys to, to keep these. Picks coming in, coming, coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do you have for us today, Miss Amber? So
1: I do. I have a really good listener pick for us today. This one is from Nicole. Okay. Thanks, Nicole. Yes, thank you, Nicole. This is the case of Rose Larner. Okay, I've never heard of her. Never heard of her. No. We have another Michigan case on our hands. Oh, okay. We love to cover Michigan cases. I am gonna say. I'm gonna need Michigan to cut down on the cannibalism. Uh, oh cause, Jesus, again! Because I'm a, a, I'm struggling with all these Michigan cases Why? involving some cannibalism.
0: Why are we such a hungry state? Wait.
1: We have had like three or four now. Oh, it's a lot. I didn't know that we we
0: were such cannibals here in I Michigan didn't either until Dang. we started doing
1: this podcast. Oh, wow.
0: so great! What food are you gonna ruin for us today? Um, probably
1: two. Oh, great. Involving some mustard and some bread.
0: Oh Jesus!
1: And I tell you, get us get on the crime curious diet, you guys. I will tell you, <laughs> when you hear me chuckle, it is a coping skill because hearing about cannibalism it makes mm-hmm. my stomach turn. It's so uncomfortable. So make no mistake, like I when I read the details, like it's so unsettling for me. Mm-hmm. But I have to, I have to give a chuckle to cope because for sure I, that's the only way.
0: It's like wearing your thong backwards all day. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. I would imagine. I mean, I've never actually done that. Inside out, yes. All the time. But backwards, no. Uh, I would think you'd know right away. I would think. Of course, you'd think that about the inside out. But here I go just at any given day wearing my panties inside out. So I don't know.
1: So I am going to tell you, I'm going to give props. There is a um, it's called the the Lansing State Journal. I love the Lansing State
0: Journal. Okay, so you they you're do familiar. wonderful articles.
1: This I found a great piece on this case, and a lot of the information I'm bringing is from this. Okay, um, a lot of details on the story of her, her family. So I'm just giving you know that article. shout out to the Lansing
0: State Journal, So and it'll be linked in our show notes. Of super course,
1: super detailed. And so most of, like, what I'm bringing is from this, just because it had everything about the family and the investigation. Right. And why reinvent um, the wheel. Exactly. So thank you to them for covering this and and telling our story. In what sounds like a really in-depth way, so that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Did we mention this is a two-parter? I can't remember if we did or not. We're three minutes
1: in, and I already can't remember what we've said. (laughs) I can't. So we're doing a two-part on this case because... Part of what the the journal covered is a great background sharing details about her story. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can't find a lot on... So this is an Amber
0: deep dive. It is. You had to put the scuba gear on this time. It was
1: actually an accidental deep dive. I really didn't know how much I was going to find. And then reading through this journal, finding so much information, it's hard to cut stuff out.
0: I know. Once you know something, it's like you want everyone to know what you know. Yes.
1: So one of the things I liked about this case, though, so often with our victims, we don't find a ton of background. Yeah. So it's like we can share their date of birth and right. a few facts. Maybe who their parents' names were, you right. know, things like that. This one actually had a variety of details, and so I did include them. We're cool. going to spend some time talking about Rose and her Getting history, to know her. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of talk about the, the case itself. But, yeah, it accidentally ended up being a lot of information and Cool. Like I said, it's hard to cut it out, so we're going to cover all of it. All right. I'm here for it. All right. Rose Larner, she was the second of three children to the, the Larner family. Um, her family called her the Vampire. Oh. I don't know that I would want that nickname for myself. You don't get to pick your nickname. But you that's don't. That's why mine's Chucky.
0: Mine okay. was
1: Lamborghini. Yeah, that's cute. Bambi Bambi was another one I had. Oh, that is precious. And ironically, that one showed up again when I, a couple jobs, people just started calling me Ambie, Bambi, Ambi Bambi, yeah, oh, Ambi really? Bambi, and then it would turn into Bambi, and I'm like, why? Why am I so nicknameable? But I am. I don't know. <laughs> why am I so nicknameable? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they called her the vampire because she had a tendency to stay up all night. She was always like out with her friends, huh. up all hours of the, you know, good. Not because she liked to suck blood. <laughs> Correct. Oh, okay. I did have to clarify because I'm like, that nickname could be for a lot of different reasons. Right. That not all of them good. <laughs> yeah. So it was because she was up all night. I'm assuming probably sleeping during the day too if she's out. I'm sure. She's got to sleep at some point in time. Yeah. Like, was it because of her pale skin or because she liked to bite people in the neck? Uh, <laughs> give me more <laughs> yeah, here. I needed some clarification. Yeah. She was a whirlwind. She was described as... Very short-tempered. She was mouthy and street smart. Same girl. I get it. I get you. I get you. (laughs) So very sassy. Like she didn't care who she upset. She was very outspoken. And she did like herself some boys. Oh, okay. Um, Boys liked her. She liked the boys back. That works out well then.
0: It's always good when it goes both yes, ways. Yes,
1: yes. Her stepmother made this quote in the article that I read. Her her stepmom's name was Cheryl Larner. She said, it's like she was totally two totally different people. She wasn't every mother's dream. <laughs> so sweet of you, Cheryl. <laughs> All right. But she was very generous, and if you needed anything, she was there. It sounds like Rose, as outspoken and... Feisty as she was. She was also super kind. Yeah. She loved elderly people. Oh. So she was always willing to like help the elderly. She did go to church twice a week. Wow. And she adored children.
0: Um, Okay. I'm loving everything about Rose. I love me some feistiness. I I know. I like this dichotomy that we've got going on.
1: I do too. And twice a week to church, that's a commitment. Yes, it is. That is is a commitment. My goodness. This actually reminded me of my own childhood uh, growing up. From what it says, she always had her Bible with her, and she was always memorizing verses. Now, I didn't always have my Bible with me, but I grew up in a Baptist church, and we memorized verses and the books of the Bible. Like, it was a big deal. I so did not like, oh, know this about you. I
0: did. Also, I... the Amber you became really surprises me that you— <laughs> Something went wow. wrong. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> um, But no, it sounds like she loved church, she loved God, she was religious. Um, So I can see where there was like that two part. It's like she was feisty, she was sassy, but she loved the Lord. She had her convictions about her, but she also feared the Lord. All right. So Rose loved holidays, and even when she was 18, and I will tell you 18 is how old she is when the tragedy happens. Um, But when she was 18, she still hunted for Easter eggs. Aww. I don't fault her for that because I loved Easter too. Rosa's parents ended up divorcing when she was just 4 years old. Okay. And I think this was hard for her when mm-hmm. they separated. She ended up going to live with her mother along with her other two siblings. And so her mom did work a lot. Her mom was a single parent and I I read a couple of things about working 60-hour weeks oh, and Yeah. So I think the kids did have some time that they spent alone. Right. What she's trying to survive. She, yes. Now, it sounds like Rose was an actually, she was a really good student. She got straight A's most of the time. She was a champion in the spelling bees. Okay, Rose is everything I want to be. Yeah. Jeez. I know, she sounds like she was a really good kid. She was also a super, super chatty person um her mom said she would spend all the time like on the phone back when they had the, the oh, landlines yeah. oh yeah and she was always taking up like the whole evening on the phone to literally whoever would talk to her she Thank loved goodness. talking so it's like she'd talk to her friends and then she would even talk to friends of friends mm-hmm whoever would listen. I relate so heavily
0: <laughs> to this girl.
1: Oh, that part made me chuckle though. Cause it was like, you know, whoever wants to talk to yes, me. Yes. Yes. And I'll be um, that's it, fine. It took
0: us an hour and a half of us just chatting as friends before we actually hit record and right? started doing this
1: <laughs> case today. So I know it's a huge problem for me now as an adult, I can talk all day. I tell people like, just cut me off. Tell me, to stop and that you need to leave. Well,
0: you're a therapist too, though, so you listen all day and you don't get a chance to to yes. talk back. So very much. So I can see why the poor you need that.
1: The poor girl that does my nails. <laughs> oh, gosh, I try really hard not to like overdo it, but so a lot of Rose's conversations were with someone by the name of Billy Brown. He had become her fifth grade classmate at Maple Grove Elementary. Now Billy is important in this because. Unfortunately, he becomes a huge part of the tragic things that happen. Oh, okay. Which really makes me sad because they were childhood like oh, best so, okay. friends. So they met in fifth grade. They did. Okay. It sounds like they started doing everything together and they sh- they shared everything. Like they had the same homeroom, they had the same teachers. Okay. And their friendship really grew to be something super solid and super meaningful. Rose did have the feels. Um, it sounds like the two of them were fond of each other. Sure. Back in the fifth grade. She had a yearbook that she drew the heart around Billy. Oh, my gosh, precious. I mean,
0: I who did it? I my fifth grade crush. We're <clears throat> Facebook friends now, and he still has no
1: idea. <laughs> <laughs> you never confessed your love, Oh, huh? no, no, no. I get the impression Rose had no problem, like, putting herself out there for the mm-hmm. boys. She was... Like I said, she liked the boys. They yeah. liked her back. And Billy liked her right back. And so by the eighth grade, they were like BFFs. I don't know how extensively they actually dated, but they just had this close friendship. Right. Yeah. So Rose had another friend that she grew really close with. Um, her, she was a redheaded, freckle-faced uh, ginger girl. And she's there was a picture of her in, in the article my best friend I can...
0: in high school, or middle school and high school, is a fiery redhead. Was she? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we're still friends today. She's still alive. But... <laughs> Thank you for clarifying, because right. you never know. But they became super close. Her name was Ginger <laughs> Bailey. Her name was Ginger? <laughs> yes. And she was a redhead? She was, yes. That is interesting. I like that name, Ginger it's Bailey. It's cute. It's a cute name. It is name. very cute. So the, the two of them also became best friends, mm-hmm. and- Again, doing everything together, they would. They were kind of like a. We'd get they'd get in fights sometimes, but of course, you know they were also super close. Yep, I I feel like that was every That's middle school middle girl. school and high school. Ginger was actually she was um younger though. She was okay. a couple years younger than Rose, so I mean, but they still sure. were they were close. They would always call and make up after they had their fights, though. Mm-hmm girls are drama. Then there. So I, I get it. I had friends like that too. They also shared the same birthday. August 19th was.
0: Oh that's So cool. that's really cool. Best friends with the same birthday. Yes. That's like trying to plan and have your baby on the same day. Exactly. So it sounds like
1: Rose was a little bit of a bad influence for, I don't want to say bad influence, but like she introduced um, her friend Ginger Bailey to Uh, various things. Okay. Well, she's the older one, so she that makes sense. They would stay up late, sneak out of her room, go wander around the neighborhood to see what was going on. Push those boundaries that Ginger probably wouldn't have done on her own. Yes. Mm -hmm. Bill Larner, Rose's dad, said that usually when Rose was at the house every other weekend, she was starting something, you know, like (laughs) as they got older, they were sneaking out more and Mm -hmm. and- Getting into trouble. So she started to have some um, I would say, adventures. She started liking boys, she started sneaking out. To meet the boys yeah. and put yeah, pushing
0: the limits, the teenage limits. Yeah. For teenagers in my house right now, you guys, I so understand. They're good kids. And it but, is. I think it's a normal part of
1: growing up. It
0: is. Yeah. Her
1: her dad said I always knew who the culprit was. She was a holy terror. <laughs> <laughs> He oh, said dear. they'd be playing out in the yard, and then um, a little yell would go out. He would peek out the window and have to say, "Come on, Rose," because she would be interrogating her siblings, and so just <laughs> she was just in a, in trouble a lot of yeah a lot of times with her parents. I think
0: feisty. She was just constantly keeping them on their toes.
1: Yes, but then again, through it all, she was super thoughtful. Her dad remembers her getting coffee mugs for Father's Day and presents. And so she was loving slash yeah, t- a terror. Yeah. Gosh, a terror by today's standards mm-hmm. is a lot different. You know what I mean? She, for sure. This just sounds sure. it's like, like normal developmental kid stuff. things. You know? Now, as adolescence hit, Rose started to get, I, I would say life started to get a little bit more troubled for her. Okay. She became a little more hot-headed, more temperamental, Mm -hmm. started having some emotional issues. Hormones. Yes. Hormones coming in. Navigating all that. So about the age of 15, Rose actually used a fork to threaten a girl who had really pissed her off. I shouldn't laugh because it's not (laughs) okay, but I just thought like a fork. (laughs) But yeah, she's she's starting to have some anger problems and constantly, it sounds like, terrorizing her siblings and... Yeah. Um. So things just started to heighten at home. Escalating. It was harder for her parents to control those things. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, she's threatening people with forks. <laughs> right. They don't want to get stabbed either. Um. It sounds like when, so her mother had been away for the weekend, and so... She had had a party, a little shindig, and, and sure. the girl made her mad, so she threatened her with a fork. Like,
0: how dare you come into my house
1: and make me mad? Yeah. Here's a forking. There was drinking involved. She got into sure. drinking and partying pretty young. Mm-hmm. When was this? Did you say the dates? Oh, I'm sorry. This is a 1990s case. Okay. So, I thought that it was in the 90s. Yeah. I don't know
0: why. I don't. You have not said it. And I don't, I'm My not familiar bad. with this case, but for some reason,
1: this whole time, I was picturing the 90s. Yes, it does take place in the 90s. I, she's like a little bit older than what we would be. Okay. The actual crime takes place in 1993. So this okay. is like everything leading up to that point. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, well. I bad if I didn't say that. Honestly, it was very common back then for kids to be partying and drinking at young ages. It's just different than it Mm -hmm. is today. That generation kind of
1: ruined our kids' generation for being able to get away with anything. I agree. I agree. But so after that happened with the fork incident, and she was starting to have people over, sneaking you know parties and drinking, her mom thought maybe she needed some counseling. Maybe that would be something helpful. Mm -hmm. So what? her mom ends up doing is she exaggerated some of her symptoms uh some of the things going on like she kind of magnified those things so she could get to her get admitted her oh. into a psychiatric hospital oh shit i mean i didn't see that coming i didn't yeah i don't i understand her mom it's the 90s and she was doing probably what she thought would be best but yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. I, of all the places that we're going to... Yeah. No. You know, all of the
0: options, mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh. So we went from not even counseling, just right to psychiatric Yeah, straight treatment.
1: into psychi- psychiatric. And hmm. she was admitted to this inpatient uh, facility for several months. Oh. So I, I'm oh, just like, without oh. any
0: counseling prior to that? Yeah. Or any, okay. Not
1: that I read. It sounds like... St- Trouble started happening. We're seeing more and more of these, you know, anger outbursts and emotions. And she's partying, and and it sounds like it was like, okay, well, Bam. we're putting you in. Okay. I, oh, okay. So, okay. That's that's what happened. Her mom remembers when they went to the hospital. They were sitting there waiting for for Rose to be admitted, and her mom said that Rose looked at me and said, "Mom, this is a loony bin." <laughs> And her mom, her mom's name is actually Rose, too. It's Rose Markey, So I'll probably just refer to her as Rose's mom or Marky because it could could get get confusing. confusing. But so Marky said she was, she chuckled and told her that it was her choice if she, you know, wanted to be admitted. And she said that she, she basically consented, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like her mom really pushed for this to happen, right? How much is a fifteen-year-old really
0: consenting to? I mean, to she doesn't really
1: know, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. But so that's what happened. She did go to this this um, Rivendale psychiatric hospital, and there was a boy there that she, another patient Uh-oh. that she really thought was something special, mm-hmm. and she ended up. Burning with the erase, eraser. You know how you can do the eraser burns? Yes. Oh, yeah. Kids used to do that yep. back all the in time. The day. Mm-hmm. Well, the kid's name was Brody, and she eraser burned a very large bee into her skin the on her thigh. Okay.
0: Also, this Ouch. doesn't. It hurts. It doesn't concern me, though, because I do feel like kids did that all the time. <sighs> they did. They'd, like It was like this thing that we would do for entertainment in class.
1: I never dabbled, Um uh, no. I remember other kids doing I watched doing other it. kids do it all the time, like a star, mm-hmm. a smiley face. And so when Rose was there, she actually, she was smitten for Brody and marked herself, but she also really enjoyed her time there. She started to huh. really like it. And so when it was time for her to leave after three months, she was like sobbing. She did not want to leave. Oh, gosh.
0: It probably felt nice to be out of the house and away from her parents it, and they had like a structure and routine and I think it did there was she, other kids there. Yeah,
1: and, she ended up um crying and 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 said that she she had made friends, she got counseling and attention. So I think it was actually a really good environment for her. Yeah. I guess maybe it ended up panning out that she went. Yeah, that's good cuz I was afraid we were taking a turn here. Yeah. Well, I, I think that after she comes back home. Being forced to leave the place that she liked. Yeah. So the okay. the behaviors start back up. Okay. Um, she does come back home and she gets her first job at KFC. <gasps> Cafosy. Yeah, which I, I'm hungry right now, so I'm like oh, yeah, me chicken too. sounds delicious. It, that would be
0: so good. My kids used to call it cafesy.
1: Um, oh I like
0: that. Mm-hmm. They were, like, being very literal with reading the sign.
1: Can we go to Caffacy? That's really catchy. I like it. So that was – she landed her first job there, and – There was a boy there she liked? You know, I don't (laughs) know if there was. I thought that's where we were going. (laughs) But honestly, it sounds like things got worse. Other than her getting her first job, which was good for her, the attitude towards her mother started to get, like, way worse. And her mother did suspect she wanted to go back to the facility, and so she was possibly acting up to, to try to get back to try there. to get back there.
0: Kind of sounds like maybe family counseling would have been more efficient, probably than her and, going away solo.
1: Yeah, even though it was a good experience for her, the outcome was her coming back home and now starting to act up even more. Yeah. So now we have teenage Rose who's starting to get into more trouble. Mm-hmm. And at this point, she's getting picked up for shoplifting. Oh, shit. She's starting to use alcohol. And, and she had already started to do that. But it sounds like that was no, it it became just, a common thing yeah, for her. More continued afterwards. And so March of 1991, Rose ends up leaving Everett High School. She goes to a different school called Sexton High School. And she was hoping things would be different for her. I think that, I don't know if it was the crowd she was hanging around or just starting to get in trouble. Possibly they thought it was going to be a nice fresh start for her. Sure. But she was hoping that at 15, you know, maybe this would be just a better option for Mm -hmm. her I can see that I do
0: feel like this was an is a normal pattern for parents like let's take her out of this environment Mm -hmm. and she's hanging around with the wrong crowd so let's go into
1: this one and see if that changes things and sometimes it does and it doesn't sound like it was effective because she missed her friends terribly yeah she had ginger she had billy (coughs) and she does end up returning okay to the to the other school and I don't know how much her parents had a, a say in that but. Yeah. It doesn't end up being a good experience for her. So a little no a little fact about Rose, she really wanted to be a police officer. That was her goal. That That's was her dream. Ironic. Is to be I know. <laughs> if she's getting into all this trouble. Yeah. Her uncle like, Tim You know what? We really need help on these streets because people like, like me are roaming around. Her uncle Tim was uh a police officer and she was inspired by that. She okay. wanted to be just like him. Now, when she turned 16, she was at, she ended up getting her first vehicle. It was a Ford Granada, and this became, like, the go-to shuttle for all of her friends. <laughs> uh-huh. So, as we mentioned, like, Billy was a super close friend of hers, Ginger, like, so they were always riding around in the Ford Granada in together. In the Granada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the things that ends up happening to Rose when she was 16, a very traumatic event, she was playing basketball with... Ginger Bailey, they were like at the park or somewhere public shooting hoops. And this guy, they notice he's watching, you know, watching them. And he comes up to start chatting with them. Um, It appears that he and Rose really are hitting it off. They're, you know, talking. It appears that she is into him and vice versa. And so Ginger ends up, okay, you guys are talking. I'm going to head home. So Mm -hmm. she leaves the situation and unfortunately, after you know she leaves, this man ends up raping. Oh my God, uh, Rose! And no, I know it's a horrible situation. Well, Rose ends up like hours later coming to Ginger's house, and like she's sobbing and crying, and she said what happened. They do notify the police. The man ends up only getting a month in jail though for that. What the f- yeah. What? It's like, I'm so glad they went forward because that had to have been so scary for her. But. A month? A month in okay, jail. Okay, it's 1991.
0: Right. I had to remember that. Right. Oh, gosh. But
1: her mom recalls that this really made Rose shut down. Like, she was embarrassed about it oh. and probably felt shameful. Yeah. And d- didn't want to really talk about it. Yeah. No, I, I understand. So, so she withdrew. Withdrew. Yes. So it sounds like she she really shut down about that issue, and there was this sense of embarrassment that this had happened, mm-hmm. and you know it's Honey, sad that it's not your no, fault. No, it's not. It's not. It's a garbage human being. And you know, I don't know if it would have been different if her friend had stayed. And right, you know, I'm not faulting her friend no, at all, but, but it's like, perhaps. you know, maybe if she would have stayed, n- never know, maybe not, but this ends up happening and and so it was very traumatic for her and obviously so so this guy gets a month i'm sure he never reoffended yeah give me a break no kidding
0: he was obviously like out on the prowl seeking yeah. yes in a month isn't even a slap on a wrist i mean really 4 weeks no it's not okay
1: it's not it's not even time to like learn a lesson no. not that they, i mean that's no. not how it works no. but i mean he you know like he you got said out he's right and back out sure. mhm so i mean we already had emotional issues happening and this even yeah. i think now we have things further and rose ends up dropping out of high school in december of 1991 mm-hmm. she was 16 she did um she enrolled in what was it's called harry hill center for academics and technology So she was going to try a different option, but then she ended up dropping out that same month. Okay. So she does take about a year away from high school. It doesn't do much of anything. Does she
0: still have her job at KFC? You know, I'm not sure. Mm, I think she,
1: I think there was a lot of partying with friends and yeah. that I'm sure I think she picked up jobs here and there because there's a couple references to jobs but okay. so as far as like school she's not doing yep. anything she's still at home with her parents essentially I believe so but she did enroll herself into a vocational tra- training program after that year in Grand Rapids and so she does end up going on to finish and get her high school diploma Mm -hmm. through that program. Okay. So kudos to her. She did get back in and, and And finish out and finish. She did try to get into the army because she still wanted to be a police officer. As Mm -hmm. I mentioned, that was her career dream. And she was thinking, well, if I got into the army, maybe that would give me better shot, a better shot at getting into a police academy. She did unfortunately end up getting denied for the army and I'm not sure all the details, but one of the things I read is that they weren't super impressed with her and that bee that she had engraved into her thigh oh. like that was some kind of risk for them and they end up denying her for the army. And she was super upset. So the about bee it. stayed that
0: long, it was like it must have been burned, a deemed, burned scabbed like thing. Yeah. That is different than what I witnessed people I mean, they would have it for several days, like it would You know, bruise, burn their skin, but then their skin would peel off, and it would be so. She must have really
1: done the damn thing. It must have been noticeable enough that it concerned them at the time. And I don't know if that made them more hesitant because she had mental health issues. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was going to say she doesn't get too. sure. So now I'm going to bring you to the to the part of this where she meets uh, a a guy named John. Okay. And this is kind of when things start to unravel, unfortunately downward spiral. Summer came. She did graduate, and so basically, I mean, she didn't get into the army. So this was kind of a summer of freedom, being with friends, you know, doing sure. doing the fun stuff. Her mother said she definitely tested the waters during that time. Ta- during that time, her mom had a lot of sleepless nights worrying about her. Oh, I bet because she was out all the time. Yeah. Her mom tried to set a one a.m. curfew because mm-hmm. she was still living with her mother. Yeah, um, but that didn't work out so well. <laughs> I don't. I, it doesn't sound like boundaries were her uh, strong suit. No, here. they weren't. So this is about the time when Rose meets a. He was described as a local rapper in the area. Oh, okay. Yeah, wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I I know. I don't. I've never heard of any music from him. Well, probably because he goes to prison. But huh, um, yeah. his name was John Ortiz, Keoh. C- it's K E H O E. I've I've been saying it Keho. And so he was a really good looking guy. He was tall, dark, and handsome. And he was a fr- he was actually a friend of Billy Brown, her longtime, you oh, know, yeah, BFF. Billy. So I think this is how they meet. He loved rap music, and he starts to take an interest in Rose. She obviously notices him. She said he was funny and charismatic, and he was into music. Yeah, he could could bebop his way with his boombox on his shoulder. I bet he had one. I bet he did, too. So her brother recalled that Rose was super into John, and, and this is a quote from him. He says, she was really into him. She talked about him like he was a god. Oh. She wanted to do anything that he wanted to do.
0: Okay. So it was like,
1: uh, you know, I like whatever he likes. Yep. All consuming. Yes. So they did begin to date. She talked a lot about wanting to be like him and she wanted to get into rap music too. And so I'm sure. sure this was just a very meshed time That she was with him. I think we can all relate to that teenage love situation. Oh, yes. Spending all of their time together. They spent a lot of time hanging out at Billy's house together. Um, Everything was centered around John after the two of them started dating. Sure. She has a new purpose in life now. And I think this also, because they were so enmeshed and Rose was so, so into him, it did start to concern some of the family members, too, um, her brother set, even said that he didn't really like the direction that she was starting to head down. You know, she had had these goals to to be a police officer. And then after yeah. not getting into the army, it was just kind of like, well, wh- OK, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what's what direction what, are you going? Where's this rapper going to take you? Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, we all have dreams. Yes. But... Yeah. but does he work at the
0: dry cleaners by day and just wraps in the alley at night or is he... Fully right. dedicated to this rap right. gig and has no job.
1: No, at this point, she's still living at home. And so her boyfriend, I'm not sure what happens, but he ends up needing a place to stay. Of course, because he's a rapper. The rap is not taking yes, off yet. He's struggling. And so Rose ends up asking her mom if he could move in. Is this Eminem's story? <laughs> so, spoiler alert there's actually no case this week it's eminem right this Um, is life story no so she asks her mom her mom her mom thought he was nice at first and she didn't agree originally but then rose rose was i think either close to 18 or going you know around that age Mm -hmm. and so she really gave her mom a hard time about it and she brought up that, like, I'm 18 or mm-hmm. I'm going to be 18, and started to really push that issue. Her mom does end up giving in and lets the rapper, the the rapper. R- move in.
0: Rapper John.
1: Now, like I said, at first she thought John was nice and, you know, pretty decent guy. But then problems start to come up because she finds in her own home a stash of guns and cash. Oh. And, a, like, a lot of cash. So we're into more than just wrapping. Exactly. Okay. There was, like, wads of money laying around on the tables what and the, the stash fuck? of guns in Rose's bedroom. Yeah, because that's normal. And so at this point, her mom's like, no. Right. Like, you cannot stay here. You have to leave. Like, this is Take not... your boom box and go, buddy. Now, my understanding is, John, was it? Into the the life of selling drugs, and so obviously her, you know, Rose's mom is like, I don't want this person yeah. in my house. This yeah. isn't safe. Pro, I would have been scared to to kick him out. Even I know with that, you yeah, know, just
0: just he just thinks it's okay to just bring it into her house. Leaves the wad of cash like not even doesn't
1: even sound like he was trying to hide it. No, really, it was just he just it was like, laying this around. is what we do. And so he does leave the house, Yikes. John. He does pack his stuff. He gets out. And this is when John starts to back off from the relationship with Rose as well. So he ends up breaking up with her. Mm -hmm. And this was, like, super hard for Rose. She was not having it. Oh, no. Like, she was, like I said, all into him. Uh Uh-huh. And so this was super heartbreaking you for her. You can do
0: so much better than a mediocre rapper that sells drugs that on sells the drugs. side. Um, or a drug dealer that raps on the side is probably more of what his life there was.
1: There we go. There we go. But she starts to get so frustrated because she still wanted to be with him and he's now showing no interest in her at all. Yeah, he was using he's her. He's pulling away. Sounds probably like for he a was place completely using her. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, shitty rappers. They'll Get you every time. Yeah, and
1: so as women, we all know we have a little cray in us. Oh, every woman and, has crazy. Yep, I I have some in. in yep. me as well. It's, it's alive and thriving in all of us. But this this breakup inferior, infuriated. It's a hard one. It Words is. are hard. Words are so hard. Um, so she, I mean, she's not having this. So the next couple of months, she is monitoring him. Oh God. Oh honey, tuck your crazy back in. Yes. Showing up where he was, that kind yeah. of stuff, and he is still trying to dodge Cause, her. Because that's what men like <laughs> the the chase. Like, yes, yeah. yes. Show up everywhere where he's at, and she. So she was very persistently like following him. Oh I, no, I'm th- I'm thinking we could safely say some low key stalking was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. She kept showing up. He kept trying to dodge her. He was not interested at this right. point. No, she and didn't she have, she have anything to offer him it. anymore. Yeah. Oh boy. Now, one of the detectives like this comes out later obviously, but it they did find out that he had threatened to kill her if she did not leave him alone. Sure. Yeah, so that does I not think surprise me. he was making it very clear, like you need to back off, mm-hmm. you need to I'm leave done me. With you. Yes, and she apparently would just would not stop. Like no. she was not getting the message. Okay. At one point, I think she had showed up at a party that he was at. Like this continues to kind of escalate into uh, where they're starting to get into feuds. There was a party that they were both at, and it sounds like they got into this really nasty fight. The two of them. Mm-hmm. And Rose ends up ramming her van into the back of John's brother's truck. Oh shit! So we're getting some like violent oh, things going no. on at this point. Um, oh yes, because that's going to teach him that you're
0: exactly what he needs in his life, <laughs> it's right? And and that he loves you know you love him so much. And it's just it's Do you such face a sad property.
1: If she just would have. Taking the time to like focus on her her own self and yeah. her own thing Aww. instead of chasing him around, but it sounds like it was quite a while of this happening where she's just chasing him around and not accepting that he doesn't want to be with her.
0: Oh no,
1: this fight was pretty significant. Like I said, she backs I'd into his say she, Right, they have this huge blowout. It turns violent. Um, a couple days after that, so we're this is December sixth of nineteen ninety three um rose had worked a late night shift she's actually she's working at a pizzeria at this point okay she's she's working her shift about 11 30 p.m she heads home after her shift um she came through the door wearing a new oversized coat that she had just gotten uh, a car coat
0: oh yes. her mother
1: recalls this she's getting home she had a knit cap on ah the carhartt that never changes shape <laughs> i know it's the the hardest, timeless the it's hardest timeless. thing to wear her brother was there at the time she had she had come home and and bought him a cap like i said she was super Aww. thoughtful and yeah. kind despite the Well, crazy. Other things (laughs) that are going on. All right. Anger issues. Yeah. She was a sweetheart, too. You know, um,
0: super crazy, but what a nice girl.
1: So she had brought a a hat home for her brother. She's like, here, I got this for you, and threw threw it at him. That's precious. Um, It was a Florida State Seminoles cap, he remembers. So really nice. She went into the dining area. She sat on the floor and leaned against the wall. She dialed the phone as her little brother continued his school night slumber. And on the sofa, her her brother remembers as she's on the phone, hearing her getting into some kind of small argument with whoever was on the other line. Um, he said he didn't really like know what it was all about. Yeah. but she could tell. He could tell that she was arguing. Right, but he's really way. not paying attention to his older sister. So she w- she was home for a while. She her mom remembers it just being kind of like a normal night. Her her mom was supposed to paint some things on her wall, and so Rose was like drawing out this design she wanted to be. Her mom was a painter, I think. Okay. So kind of a normal night. Yeah. And then Rose decided that she was going to to go out for the night. It sounds like it was, this was December, so it was cold. Hence and, the Carhartt. Yes. And so Rose, she tells her, her brother, I love you, and she heads out into the into the cold. She decided to walk somewhere. She strolled a quarter mile west along the dimly lit Miller Road to the quality dairy convenience store. Her mother at this point had gone in for a shift too. So it's like, this must have been like later at night. Her mom had gone into work and I believe her mom was working third shift. And her mom says that that was my whole life, work and and the kids, yeah, but but her mom. It sounds like the it was a thing for Rose to like check in on her mom on her shift. So she had went to this store where her mother was working at about one twenty a.m. to check in with her mom. Aw. and which is super sweet. Yeah,
0: and,
1: and no then no she wonder was going, why she's
0: called the vampire.
1: Right, and that's like, what this is I was just like so normal. It's like, like a normal check. in. Hey, ma, one twenty a.m. And so it apparently, like I said, Rose had started out. She was going to hang out with her friends. And then my understanding is she just went to check on her mom at the store. Yeah. And then she went back out to, to stay out with her friends. Girl, I don't know how you kept up with all this. No, I don't know either. I, I mean, that's way past my bedtime. Yeah, the nightlife but- is not for me. So the reason Rose was walking that night is because the, the van that they had, it was low on oil. There were some issues going on. Oh. So her mother said, I don't really want you taking it if you're yeah. going to be out with your friends or whatever. For sure. Um, But then when she realized that Rose was out walking, she was like, well, maybe you should take the van because I don't really want you walking in this freezing cold weather. At one thirty in the morning. So then her mother was like, well, go ahead and take the van. Like, I would uh-huh. rather you have that than just yeah. being, you know, walking in December. But Rose insisted, like, it's fine. I'm fine. I got my new car, yeah. Art. She's keeping walk. me warm. So whatever she was out going to do with her friends, she decided she was going to walk. insisted she would just hike it. And her mom recalls, like, having the motherly feeling that night um, oh, after no. that conversation. She said, I just had a mother's feeling that this you know this was one of those nights that oh, like something was not right was off or was mm-hmm. off and she said that oh, mama instinct man I know. it's a real thing she did say she said rosie i love you and rosie said i love you too and then she left walking out in the december weather in the middle of the the night oh you're
0: breaking my heart i know
1: is this the last
0: time that she sees
1: her mom? Yes. This is the last time that she sees her mom. This is about, so I'm going to leave you with that. Oh, my um, God. is This is our, our part one, just sharing about Rose and her life and uh, how we got up to this this point of a relationship gone wrong. Yeah. The second part of this, I'm going to tell you what happens and, you know, the horrible things events that okay. occur in this case but we okay. had a lot of info on rose yeah i and feel I, like we really know her yes and
0: that's good and uh and the last
1: thing is that she said i love you to her yeah. and her mom has this you know this feeling yes, so this bad feeling okay all right so we'll
0: see uh We'll Thursday. see you over on part two. Okay. Yep. If you're a Patreon, you get part two right away. So Yeah, just hop can, on over. Yeah. You guys if you want the next episode right away, then head on over to Patreon.com, Crime Curious, Crime Curious at Patreon.com, something like that. We're
1: You'll find it. We're there. We're <laughs> we are
0: Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash crimecurious. And uh yeah, you'll all of our all of our lovely members get extra content each month but also get parts the the two-parters right away
1: yeah they
0: don't have to wait so you can certainly do that otherwise we will uh talk to y'all on thursday and then you'll have a brain bath for us to wrap it all up on thursday yes
1: absolutely
0: all right Until then everybody bye -bye. Bye bye